In today's episode, I have the amazing Vasavi Kumar here with me. Vasavi is a kick-ass coach and speaker and all-around epic human, and you're going to get so much gold out of today's episode. Vasavi shares her empowering story of sobriety, how to overcome imposter syndrome, and tangible things that you can do to get more speaking gigs and media for yourself and your business. I'm so excited for you to jump into this. Vasavi is a pro at helping her students and clients think differently so that they can go after opportunities and projects that are aligned with their brand values. She believes that with impeccable character, work ethic, and unwavering values, you can do, be, and have anything that you want. You have a unique gift, and it's time to discover and share it with the world in a much bigger way. So without further ado, let's welcome Vasavi onto the show. Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Hello, Vasavi. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast again. It's been a hot minute, and I know that this conversation is going to be incredibly activating. You are just such a powerhouse and are up to so many things. I'm so excited for this new season of your life, and thank you so much for being here. Well, Stephanie, I just want to say thank you so much. You and I, you know, I, I, w- I was on your podcast a few years ago. We hung out a few times, and then we just haven't talked, not because anything happened. It's just you know, people, people have lives. And I just really want to highlight you and acknowledge you for a moment here. I reached out to you. I was like, Hey, my book's coming out. Can I come back on your pod? By the way, how are you? And you were like, yes, I will help you. So it's just like, thank you for just being so gracious. Uh, Sometimes we fall off the face of the earth, but I'm so happy that my book brought us back together again, Mm -hmm. because I hope to see more of you even beyond this interview. So this conversation. So thank you for having me back on. Truly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, And I I feel like, like just when I found out about your book, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm celebrating you from afar because it just, you have always had this passion of speaking and sharing your message and helping other people do the same and like really stand in their power. And you just are a force. I was talking to a friend of another friend of mine who knows you and I'm like, oh yeah, Vasavi, she's just so powerful. She has such a, and so, yeah, I just, I, I just love what you're up to. So I'm excited to bring you on again. And I want, I, I guess let's open it up. And for, for those of you, for those who don't, don't know you yet, um, let's see what, I guess what led you to doing to, to doing what you're doing now and writing your book, how supporting people with saying things out loud, speaking their truth, owning their voice. And you have quite the journey. So wherever you want to bring people is totally cool just so they could get a little bit of a feel for you. Thank you. What a great question. And so I want to be mindful and intentional when I answer this, because I have lived a very rich, colorful life. It's been very colorful, full of experiences that have really made me feel rich on the inside, Uh, feeling rich on the inside, feeling full on the inside, regardless of what my external circumstances may have looked like in my life in the past. 
So I would say my frustration as a child growing up as a first generation Indian immigrant on Long Island, New York, my frustration as a child was always towards my parents who didn't have the communication skills or the relational skills to be able to just have conversation with one another. It always ended up in explosion on my mother's part and complete stonewall um, stonewalling and shutting down on my father's part. Now, I, as a child, and as most of us as children, we are highly sensitive and we pick up on everything. So I often picked up on what wasn't being said, the unspoken energy. Mm. You know, you can walk into a room and you just know something's not right here. Mm. So, you know, my sister and I both are, are extremely hypersensitive to the energy in the room because we had to be. We mm. had to be in order to create some sort of safety, security and stability and make sense out of what was going on and and be on guard. We had to be sensitive that, you know, me being hypersensitive. I don't look at it as like, oh, I'm so gifted. It's like, no, when you grow up in a house where it's unstable, you learn to become attuned to the high risk parent. Mm. Right. The person that you got to learn how to attune to and attend to. And so for me as a child, I was frustrated because I truly believed, as I still do today, which is why I wrote a book called Say It Out Loud, I truly believed that if my parents just said the thing that they really felt instead of suppressing it, if my father could have just found words to describe how he felt, if my mother could have learned how to harness her own energy and maybe not be so explosive, but instead be able to communicate in a way that my father could receive it, I swore, you know, they could work out. You know, I would say to myself, everything can just work out if we just say it out loud, but not just say it out loud, like verbally vomiting on people and just saying whatever. That's not what saying it out loud is about. It's about speaking from a place that honors your truth, your values, and your dignity, but also it honors other people's values and their dignity and honors the other person. I don't believe that in order to be truthful and be powerful, that we have to be assholes to one another, okay? Mm -hmm. But the way we go about being able to speak our truth and still honor the dignity of the other person, we got to get clear inside of our minds. But it's hard to speak clearly when our minds, when we have all these different voices in our head telling us what to say, what not to say. Ooh, mm -hmm. say it this way. Ooh, you got to package it this way. And then all that comes out of us is some watered down version of what we're trying to say. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, you know, for me, when I was asked to write this book, I was actually asked to write this book because my agent heard me sharing on an interview. I was being asked, hey, do you journal? And I said, I don't journal. I say it out loud. Like mm. I just, because that's what I've been doing. I talk to the voices in my head out loud and I let those voices respond back. Because I believe we are just channels of energy and there mm -hmm. are different parts to us. Each of these parts have its own subpersonality, and each of these parts has its own unique way of speaking. And so I have been in my life training for this day because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm putting out into the world uh, a concept that is normally um, looked down upon, right? Like, oh, you can talk to yourself, just don't respond back because then you're going to sound crazy. But mm. I fundamentally believe that we can become our own coach, teacher, therapist, friend, mother, father, if we learn to access these different parts of us and give each of them a voice uh, to say it out loud. That's absolutely beautiful. And I'm I'm totally with you. I talk to myself all the time. I don't care who thinks I'm not crazy. surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yes, you're my people. Yeah. I, yeah. I do a lot of mirror work. And so I say things out loud often. And I think it's so powerful that you pointed out like the whole responding to yourself and giving those parts a voice. Cause there's um, something I did not too long ago is I was, I was hearing the voices like so loud and, you know, I broke, you have ever like, gone into thoughts and you just start like crying because like all this stuff. so My life. I, yeah so I was uh driving and crying and I just noticed this repetitive thing and decided to come home and do some mirror work and say all of that out loud to myself as if it was someone else and then respond back like as my higher self and it was a really transformational um experience especially in that state you know like in a not great state yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of power in that. 
it's it's here's the thing it's um it's not for the faint of heart and i'm not saying that to discourage anyone i want anyone who's listening to this to be like that's weird i could never do that it's like listen if if you cannot look at yourself in the mirror then that's a red flag and i'm not saying that to be fear mongering it really is though because for me in my own life when i was um, addicted to substances. I was, I used to use cocaine five days a week back in my mid thirties. I'm four years sober from cocaine as of March 27th of this year, yes. 2023. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I thought I was, I, I hated myself. I hated myself because I knew what I was doing to myself and I knew it was wrong. I knew that what I was doing wasn't the best. And I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. I would take a shower in the dark. I'd go to the bathroom in the dark when I was trying mm. to put on makeup and be like dim lights. So I really appreciate you also saying that you talk in front of the mirror. And for anyone listening was like, I couldn't do that. You know, as someone who could not look at herself in the mirror for many years in her life. And now any, any reflection, any little sliver <laughs> of a mirror, I will take that opportunity to look at myself because I like who I am today. And I don't ever want to forget that. I don't ever want to forget where I came from and where I am today. So yeah, mirror work, it's 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 powerful when you look at yourself and you channel different parts of you. And I hesitate using the word channel. I know you use that word for me. I think uh it was to say like I channel different parts of me out loud. I guess I was scared to admit that out loud because it mm -hmm. sounds crazy. Like, let me just say it. It sounds crazy. Oh, I channel different parts of me. I can access different energies in me, but that is the truth. That is mm -hmm. why I am able to understand other people. That's why I'm able to get inside people's heads because there's nothing in my own brain that I have not confronted. Like there's nothing in myself I haven't confronted because I have the ability to channel these different parts of me. So that's, I'm, I can't believe I just said that out loud. I, I <laughs> never actually said that. So now I'm going to awkwardly stop and I'm going to let you take over. <laughs> I think it's great that you're saying this out loud because I like, whatever this uh stigma around the whole talking to yourself is you know let's dismantle it yeah. like i i think it's super healthy to talk to yourself and to uh, deeply get to know yourself in that way you know like like you just said you've said so many things to yourself and have you know went to all these different aspects of you and I'm sure that has supported you in deeply, deeply knowing yourself, loving yourself, seeing yourself, accepting yourself, and therefore like really standing in your power. So who cares if who thinks it's yeah. weird or not? Like, you know, um, I tell people when like, cause I encourage people to, to do a lot of mirror work mm -hmm. and it's like, sure, you might feel weird at first and you don't necessarily need to do it when anyone's around. But like, do it for yourself and yes. get to deeply know yourself. And, you know, who cares what anyone thinks? Like, who who's the one who who made it up anyway, that it's it's weird or not normal? <laughs> I, I, you know, and I will say this uh, just to give a little historical context. You know, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when I was 19 years old. I mean, mm. our society is not very kind to those who have been diagnosed with a mental illness. And so, you know, one of the first things my mother said to me when I got diagnosed 21 years ago, we were on uh, 59th and Lexington in Manhattan. And I went to a very, you know, top notch psychiatrist, Dr. David Ginsburg, still remember him. He probably <laughs> thought I was a hot mess you know, because I was. But, but as soon as I got diagnosed and we got back down on, you know, off the elevator onto the street, my mother looked at me and she said, don't ever tell anyone about your bipolar disorder. Now, back then, I thought she said that because she was ashamed of me. Mm. But, you know, now that I've lived a little bit and I've dealt with people and some of their comments that aren't always the kindest, I now know, you know, my mother said that to me because she knew how cruel people could be. She mm. didn't know how uh, ignorant people can be. Um, so that is why, you know, I really am on a mission and I'm confronted against, you know, that voice in my head sometimes, Voss, are you really going to talk about this? Like, you're really <laughs> doing it, huh? So I, you know, I, I remember how I felt when I first got diagnosed with bipolar disorder, feeling like I can't tell anyone about this because they're going to think I'm crazy. And mm. I also thought I was crazy. So it just I just felt crazy my whole life and until I learned how to talk back to these voices, these thoughts in my, these subpersonalities. And so, yeah, fuck it. Right. Like, I mean, this is, this is what I'm here to do. I wrote this book called say it out loud. Now is not the time to, to, to back off. Now is the time for me to lean into the message. So I appreciate you 
saying that and also reiterating that. Yeah. Can you share like how your personal journey has been with saying things out loud and like the way that you've seen yourself evolve and grow from the this work that you're teaching and sharing with the world? Yes, I can tell you that on some of my darkest days, um, which was back in 2019, I would say was pretty my, my, my darkest, I, anywhere from 2016 to 2020, 2021, you know, that, that was a really rough few years for me. There were many times, and I don't often speak about this, but it's important that I share this. Um, there were many times that the voices in my head would attack me and just tell me you're better off dead. Like, just like your uncle, right? Cause my dad's younger brother took his life. He hung himself from a fan. Mm. And I knew had that knowledge when I was 10 years old, 10, 12 years old, my, I found out about my uncle, but th- there would be voices in my head that would tell me like, you're better off dead. Like you're such a loser. What's wrong with you? You know? And so in those occasions, I would talk to myself. I would say back to that voice. No, this is not a reason for us to take our life. We're just going through a rough patch right now. We're going to get through this. So I was able to channel a very wise logical, gentle, steady voice. And thank God I was able to do that because we have a history of mental illness in my family. I mean, my, all my uncles, my father, me, and, you know, I, I wanted to be the one to stop the cycle, right? Because in Indian culture, people are not treated for mental illness. They end up killing themselves, you know, or they just end up shutting down and and completely, you know, freezing on the inside, it feels like. And so for me, I really, um, I've just made it my mission to be able to share with others how this has helped on other occasions. So in one, in, on one occasion, it really helped me multiple occasions, helped me just even not do something harmful to myself. But most recently, I got to tell you what's been really helpful, um, accessing the parts of me that are really proud of me, mm. ac- accessing the parts of me that are, um, celebrating me, my big energy, uh, instead of watering it down, I practice in my house. Like, you know, I've been asked to host a few book launch parties in the, in, in, in the recent months. And when I'm a host, right. And I get up on stage, it's a very different energy than if you were to just come to my house and chill with me, right. It's a mm-hmm. different energy. So even when it comes to preparing for a podcast interview, preparing for a live event, being able to talk to these other parts of me that really helped me be a better presenter, be a better host. In that way, it's been really helpful as well because so many parts of us, Stephanie, especially the parts that make us us, the exuberant, effervescent, magical, majestic parts of us that can only be for us. Like I can only be me, right? Nobody else can be me. Nobody Mm -hmm. else can be you. And, 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 And I've made it like that because I have invited these abandoned and disowned parts of myself back to the table again. And I think what you're experiencing from me and many of my friends are noticing from me this, everyone keeps saying to me, you're just so vibrant. Like your energy Mm. is just radiating. I go, it's because all the parts of me are here. There's nothing. I'm not split off from anything. You're getting my full ass self, you know, Mm -hmm. like this is me. So on so many occasions, talking to myself and responding back, has helped me not just in life, but also in my profession and in my career as a speaker. I can imagine. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. It's so, this is such a fun topic. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? I remember when you were putting out IG videos, you were channeling. Mm-hmm. You do that, and I remember you do that. I was like, yes, and I was like, <laughs> I, I could tell that was not you. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the Stephanie. That wasn't you right here that I'm looking at. That was another. I was like, man, that is the Holy Spirit right there, like <laughs> moving through. But it felt, even though I couldn't understand what you were saying, mm-hmm. I remember just feeling real, like your energy from your words, the the vibration from your words was just like solid and mm. solid, like it was steady. It was like there was no fluctuation. It was just like like an ohm, like when you think of saying ohm, it's just like, mm-hmm. it's just steady. It's just, it's just sustains, you know? And I really loved um, that you were doing that. So I just want to, you know. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And, you know, to piggyback on the whole speaking out loud, like when I started doing that, that was a huge edge for me because that gift opened up around in 2020, somewhere around then. And um, at first I 
like I really wanted to share share that because it's a new aspect of myself that I awakened to or activated or whatever you want to call it. And so there was an element of being scared to share that because what are people going to think? Like, are they going to think of crazy? You know, this is a an edge I'm leaning into. This is how people knew me before. And now I'm, I'm going to be sharing this. And so uh, there was that, but then there was also that this feeling of, no, this is me. And I'm, I, if I am going to hold back on who I now am, that's doesn't feel good. And so it, it in regards to like, freeing yourself that supported me and freeing more of who I am and like just showing up as myself. And I feel like even like, if you want to talk vibrationally, Mm -hmm. the vibration of our voice through any kind of vocalization, even yes, words, because we have, you know, meanings to them too, but, um, is a powerful tool of healing, Mm -hmm. sound healing through the vibration of your voice, you know? Well, even in in Hinduism, you know, we have mantras and Mm -hmm. mantra in Sanskrit is mind tool, mind Mm -hmm. tool. Man means mind, tra is is tool. And my mother, when I was scared, when I was a kid, she would just have me chant our Lord's name. We have many different gods in Hinduism. But for example, one of our Lords is Lord Rama, Rama. So my mother would say, just keep saying Rama, 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 you know, just say, keep saying. Mm -hmm. And I remember she would, you know, I, I used to have a... I used to have a hole in my heart when I was, when I was born, I had a hole in my heart. Yeah, go figure. Uh, And I had, um, I had, I used to have a lot of ear infections as a child. Mm. So I remember my mother, when I'd be crying, she'd be soothing me and she'd say, she'd be praying to God and she'd be saying, Rama, Rama, Rama. And it was just such a steady mantra, Mm -hmm. just two, it's only two words, Ra and Ma. That's Mm. it. Two words. And she'd be soothing me. So, uh, you know, and she'd be she'd be caressing me, which I loved. And um, her hands are so soft. And yeah, I I don't know why I'm crying about my mother caressing me right now. I miss Mm. her, I guess. But um, even to this day, you know, I'm going to just come out and say this. There were times where I was using so many stimulants, so much cocaine, I could not get myself to sleep. Obviously, I'm like tweaking. It felt like I was tweaking, you know, and Mm. didn't have anything to put me to sleep. And I'd be laying in bed, just like touching myself and just like praying and just, you know, talking to God and say, Oh my God, I just want to go to sleep. I'm so sorry. I did this. Like I would, I would ask God for forgiveness, or I was like trying to forgive myself for what I put my body through. And so even in those times in my life where, man, I was out of control. Like I was, I I really used to refer to cocaine as my medicine. You know, mm. I used to say, this is my, this is my creative medicine. This is what, that's what I used to say. Um, I can't believe I used to say that, but even then in the darkest of my days, my voice has helped restore me to some amount of sanity, like whatever I could. And especially now, as I become more visible, I'm being featured on bigger podcasts, more people know about me. There's still a little girl inside of me that's like, oh my God, are we ready for people to read your book? What Mm -hmm. if they don't like your writing? What if they, and even in these moments, I've been able to talk to that girl in me and say, we're going to be okay. Like there are plenty of people who love you. It's normal. If people don't like your book, that's okay. Like I've been just talking to her to let her know we're going to be okay. No matter what I got you. So even as we expand in our visibility and we expand in our growth as beings, we can use our voice to tend to those parts of us because it's scary. I'm not even going to lie. It is scary. Like more and more people know me. And because I wrote a book called Say It Out Loud, now everyone wants to tell me everything. And I was like, (laughs) no, I'm the queen of saying it out loud, but I love to shut the fuck up. Okay. like (laughs) I really don't like to talk. Uh, People don't know that, but it's like, don't come to me and say out loud everything to me, please. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I know we're just having fun, but yeah, that's just my way of saying how, how powerful it is, our voice. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the things that you go go into in the book? Like, do you share a lot of s- stories and exercise? I started and I didn't no, get no, super, it's all, super into it. I, I just sent yeah. you a copy like literally yeah, yeah. 72 hours ago. It's all good. <laughs> um, so I let me just say one thing. As someone who has been through rehab uh, twice and gone through sober living and I'm a 12 stepper. So I, you know, I did my 90 meetings in 90 days. I, I have gone through the 12 steps multiple times and I modeled after that. I modeled my book after the 12 steps. So instead of 
you know, in, in, I, I took some things from the 12 step, but it's really more of my version, but how to like talk to yourself. These are the 12 steps to help you talk yourself through any situation and help you courageously pursue your dreams. Right. That's the, the, some version of my subtitle. So for example, chapter two starts off with um, admitting it out loud, just like we have in the 12 steps in order for you to be restored to sanity through God's will, you have to first admit that you are powerless. You have to admit, I don't know what I'm doing. You have to admit this has taken over my life, whether it's a drug, it's a relationship, it's gambling, it's porn. We have to admit, we don't know what we're doing. And this, in this chapter, Stephanie, this is really about inviting my reader to ask for help, right? Because mm. how, I mean, no point in reading this book, no point in working with that coach, if, if going through that course, if you're not like, you got to start with humility. You have to start with, you know what, I'm here because whatever I've been doing has gotten me to this point, but it's not going to get me to where I'm going. I need help. Admit that you need help. You know how many of us stay stuck in relationships that suck? We get we we are we are stuck in jobs that we don't like. We are stuck, or we or we have this conundrum that we can't seem to figure out. And it's like if we just learn to admit, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, mm. I need some help. Hey, can you help me out with this? I mean, our life would become exponentially simpler when mm -hmm. we allowed other people to support us. So that's the that's like the very first thing in in my book. So every chapter in my book invites you to talk to a different part of yourself, right? Mm. So admit it out loud. You're talking to the part of yourself that has been waiting for someone or something to save him or her. Mm. You're talking to the part of yourself that feels helpless. We all have a part of us that when we get discouraged, we just like, man, I don't want to do it. I feel <laughs> weak. I feel fragile. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, you're not fragile. You got to get your power back. And the way that you get your power back is by admitting you don't have any. Admit that you don't know. Admit that you don't can't figure it out. And that is when you get your power back. You feel powerless when you think you need to know everything and do it all on your own because mm -hmm. we don't operate on an island, right? We are a collective. So yeah. that's that. I have this other chapter, uh, chapter, oh my God, I don't remember the order. Yeah. I mean, I wrote, I looked at this thing so many times. Everything is just words at this point. <laughs> I wrote another chapter on talk to your triggers out loud. And in mm. this chapter, it's really about how we get stuck in emotional perfectionism, right? Some emotions are okay to display, some aren't. And so this is this chapter is really helpful for all my people out there who say, I'm fine, it's okay, no big deal, I shouldn't be mad about it. It's like, no, let yourself get triggered. Our triggers are our teachers. Mm -hmm. Our triggers are telling you something from your past that needs to be healed. You have an opportunity when you get triggered to say, how old am I right now? How old do I feel in this moment? Go back and talk to that seven-year-old girl. Right. Mm -hmm. When when I walk into a new room, even to this day, when I walk into a room and it's predominantly all white, I have to talk to the 12, 13 year old in me who used to walk into the cafeteria with an all white uh, student body and be made fun of and being called, you know, 7-Eleven, uh, mm. uh, 7-Eleven on the dot dot head. These are things Jeez. that I have. To, yep. So you best believe me being 40, you, even to this day. I mean, even to this day, but I know how to talk to myself, you know, living here in Austin, Texas, it's not the most diverse, you know, I mean, I can walk into a, an event and it's predominantly all white. And usually in the past, I would avoid places that are all white. Not because I don't like white people, but because I am very much traumatized. My 12, 13 mm. year old having to walk into the cafeteria and you know what that's like. Oh, my God. Walking into the cafeteria, not having anyone to sit with. Mm. I would eat in the bathroom stall by myself. And so now, because I know how to talk to that part of myself, when I'm about to get on stage and I have a all white audience, I don't freak out. I say to myself, Voss, we are okay. These people love you. You're about to pour some love into them. We are not back at Grand Avenue Middle School on Long Island, New York. You are okay. And mm. she, I'll let her say to me, oh my God, oh my God, these people are all like, you know, Bible people and you're this Hindu girl coming up here and oh, are we going to be accepted? Are they going to think, I mean, it's all the shit that I have to deal with. But now mm. I know how to talk to that part of myself. You know, so that's a lot of the things that we talk about in the book is how do you talk to that part of yourself that is holding you back from actually moving forward in your life? So you, I, I, I mean, that's probably one of my favorite chapters is talking to your triggers out loud because I'm definitely uh, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. No, you're not, bitch. No, you are triggered as fuck and you are not owning it. So that's a fun chapter. 
It's really getting honest with yourself. Yeah. Here's what I want to say to everyone listening to this. You don't need a journal for my book. I, I say this book is for all those people out there who buy those expensive ass journals and you rarely use <laughs> them. Nothing wrong with having an expensive ass journal, but I buy them from Papyrus and I'm like, yes, my whole life is going to change. <laughs> no, you're not. You're just doodling in it now. But my my book at the at the end of every chapter and the beginning, in the beginning of every chapter, I have my reader answer one question out loud. So even when you start reading it, I have you answer uh, ask and ask a question and answer it out loud. I ask you to answer this question out loud in the beginning of every chapter. And that's related to each uh, theme of the chapter. At the end of every chapter, my exercises are all verbal. So mm. the first thing is a prompt. The prompt is to notice, right? What is the thing that you're noticing? Are you noticing when you're upset and you're minimizing your feelings? Are you noticing that you want something and you're hesitant to ask for it? And then I give you a practice and the practice, Stephanie, guess what, is a verbal prompt. So I'm giving you a question to ask yourself out loud. And then I'm also giving you scripts on things that you might want to respond back with, because listen, not everyone is in touch with those parts of themselves. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to give my reader like, hey, if you've never accessed a different part of you, here's a little script. Like here's a little thing to maybe activate that conversation between one part of you and another. So what I love about this is that in order for you to work the book, like actually work the book, you don't need a pencil, you don't need a journal. I mean, I have some mini exercises that are written, but it's like very far and few between. Mm-hmm. All you need is your voice. I am making you use your voice in this book. That it, like, you know, how many times have you read a book and you're like, fuck these journal exercises, these prompts, <laughs> like this is too much work. You don't need that. You just need the sound of your voice, some question prompts and the ability to respond back, which you can, because I show mm-hmm. you how. Yeah. I love that. That's like, it's so unique, you know? Thank you. It's and I and I really like the whole talking to your triggers thing. Yeah. That um I've done things like that and it is incredibly transformational. Yes. Not easy for yeah. sure all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, getting really honest with yourself allows you to transmute whatever's going on. What I love about my book is that it's not like a one and done thing. It's mm-hmm. you can use this skill, the skill of being able to ask yourself questions, respond back. I'm actually having you open up different parts of yourself. You can use this for life now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. how to Think about it before you get on stage. Oh, I know how to talk to that part of myself before mm-hmm. you're about to make a decision. I even have a chapter in my book on this, des- on desire and decide out loud. Maybe you're conflicted with, um, a few options and it's hard for you to make a decision. You can talk to yourself through that. You can, you can create a table and have all the different parts of you, uh, you know, debating out and duking out why they want to decide this or decide that. But ultimately you have access to what I have access to. What we all have access to is the voice of God within us, the voice Mm -hmm. of our wisdom, the voice that, that voice inside of us that only wants what's best for us. We all have that voice. Even Mm -hmm. in the very darkest of my days, even in the depths of my addiction, and I am not trying to be dramatic, but it was pretty bad. Um, It was it was very bad. I always heard this voice, except for one occasion. I always heard this voice. I was like, Vasavi, you shouldn't be doing this. This is not good for you. You Mm -hmm. are better than this. Stop hurting yourself. And I would always hear this voice. Always, Stephanie. I, I it's like. From, from when I was a kid, God would say to me, I, that voice inside of me would say, you can have anything you want, but I need you to love yourself. Mm. I need you to love yourself. And it was just, you know, it, I, that, I always heard some version of that. And so for me, my entire life has been about learning how to like myself again, because I've been through many relationships that have single-handedly shattered my self-esteem. So guess what? I really like who I am today. I, I didn't always Okay. I didn't always mm-hmm. like, but I love who I am today. I wouldn't want to be anyone other than me. So I'm grateful for everything that I've been through. And I am grateful for my voice and for the, the, the little girl in me who has always pushed me to be bolder and more honest with myself. And mm-hmm. so I, that's what I want for everyone listening. I want anyone who's listening to this. If you're struggling in silence, suffering in silence, you feel like you have no one to talk to. You always have you. And I need you to remember that because This may sound a little doomy and gloomy, but we come into this world alone and we leave alone. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so even if you're partnered or not, or you have a ton of friends, or I mean, at the end of the day, you're with you. So I, I just want people's insides to be a happy place for them, mm. peaceful place. So that's what yeah. I'm hoping that people yeah. get out of my book. Oh, I love that. I love it so much. That's the most important thing of all, loving yeah. yourself. And it sounds cliche maybe because, oh, you love yourself. You know, you hear people say it all the time. And one of the things that I realized um, in one of the, the the times when I did speak to myself out loud in a challenging time was um, I was judging myself for feeling certain things and I was blaming outside circumstances for feeling certain things. And I stopped in the moment I realized that I wasn't loving myself because I wasn't owning my own inner world type of thing. And in that moment, I learned that self-love isn't all about rainbows and butterflies and, you know, all of that, but it's like how you're talking about really deeply accepting and knowing and giving space to all aspects of you with love, even if they're feeling like a hot mess. (laughs) Well, think about it, right? Self-love can feel like such a loaded subject because so many of us have been made to feel crazy, burdensome and complicated. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, where the fuck do I even begin loving myself? And I'm offering, I think, a very simple solution. Start Mm -hmm. with how you talk to yourself. Start with the tone of voice. Don't Mm -hmm. be an asshole to yourself. If you don't like a certain tone of voice from somebody, don't talk to yourself that way. I am not bitchy to myself anymore. I have found a way, and I'm also a voiceover artist, so I, I'd had damn well mm-hmm. have so much fun doing this, but I have a voice that I use with myself that keeps it real with me, but I also know she's not disrespecting me. You know, you can tell someone's like, I'm just honest, but it's like, no, bitch, you're trying to break me down. Like, you know, like there's a difference between I'm being honest, but I'm just trying to, you know, make you feel slightly shitty. And there's also, I'm being honest and I'm calling you forward because I love you. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a different tone. And so I have been able to figure out that tone for me. What's the voice that's going to keep me motivated, keep me, um, respecting myself, wanting the best for me, but not bullshit myself, not let myself get carried away by visibility and by vanity metrics, keep me grounded, keep me humble, but also keep me damn well knowing who I am and what I bring to the table, right? It's that balance mm-hmm. between having so much worth and value for myself and also allowing myself to be human, right? And so it's 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 a beautiful opportunity to use your voice with mm-hmm. yourself. We're so good at like being kind and being encouraging and being motivating with other people. But like, I want some of that. I always, <laughs> man, all my clients have a Vasavi in their life. I need a Vasavi in my life. It's like, oh shit, wait, I can be that person for me. Mm. And I am, and I am. Love it. What do you say to people who maybe are like really new to this? They've never done anything like this. No mirror work, talking to themselves like, and they might feel a little weird or like hesitant. Like, what would you say to get started or become more comfortable doing this type of thing on a more regular basis? I love this question. So first thing that comes to mind when you're okay, listen, I, first of all, I believe we should all be feeling ourselves every day when we look <laughs> in the mirror. Like even now, I, I haven't washed my hair in a few days, but I'm still feeling myself like I, I look cute. My <laughs> point is, if, if, if standing in front of the mirror and like pouring your heart out is hard for you, then how about this? Like, one day, be intentional, like be intentional, actually just, you know, put a little effort into what you look like and and take a nice shower and like stand in front of the mirror and just bask in your amazingness. And even if you can say, Oh, I look really cute today. Oh, I love the way my skin is glowing. Can you find one thing to appreciate about yourself? Because the goal is to look in the mirror and feel appreciation, not, Oh God, I look disgusting. Which ever say that to a friend, I would never talk like that to a friend ever. Like those words would never come out of my mouth. Why the hell do we tolerate that with ourselves? So start on a good day. Okay. Self-growth, personal growth, uh, you know, the real work begins when we're feeling shitty, you know, because it's easy to love ourselves when we're feeling good. But I want you to start here because I think it's important that we put an effort with ourselves and what we look like and what we feel like. And so look in the mirror, maybe one day you would have added a little mascara or a little red lip and pause and appreciate yourself in the mirror and say, I look good. Okay. I love the way my lip, I, I, 
I love the way my lip, lips look. You know, when I when I get ready, I often say to myself, God damn, your skin looks good because I've been mm -hmm. using vitamin C here. I'm like, God damn. So like I give that to myself. So that's one way. Second way is when you're in the car and let's say you got a lot, you know, a lot of stuff on your to do list and you're overwhelmed. Right. Even in that moment, you can just say out loud, say your name, by the way, just uh, use your first name to talk to yourself. So I'm going to use myself for an example. If I'm really overwhelmed, I get in the car. I'm just like, instead of just being in my head, I'll take a deep breath and I go, all right, Vasavi, talk to me. What's going on? What's going on? And, and I would allow myself to just like say what's going on. I ask myself a question and that overwhelmed part of me might say, oh my God, I have so much to do. I don't even know where to begin. When am I going to have the time to do this? And then we get to channel that part of ourselves that's a little bit more reasonable. We get to detach from that overwhelm and we can be like, all right. And this is, I've had this actual conversation with myself. What is the most important thing for us to get done today? Because for me, mm. I mean, I have a lot of energy. So I think I can do it all, but it's like, no, you don't need to be doing it all. You need to be focusing on two key things, two, three things. So I can tap into that logical part of me. That's like, wait, what's the most important thing that you need to work on today? And then, you know, my, that overwhelmed part of you is like, oh, okay. Someone's listening to me. All right. I don't have to freak out. And then that overwhelmed part of you can be like, you know what? I just got to get these two things done. That's the most important thing. And so, you know, you can use talking to yourself, just even in your car, even if you're just overwhelmed by something you and where you just need to check in with yourself instead of picking up the phone calling somebody else hoping that they can make you feel better literally you can pause and ask yourself Vasavi how am I feeling today mm -hmm. or you can say Stephanie oh my god how am I feeling right now like just check be the friend be the friend to yourself because I'm not saying don't call your friends but I'm also saying that it is important to be self-sufficient mm -hmm. it is important to be able to give ourselves what we need because not everyone's going to be available for us. And we have to give that to ourselves. Um, another thing that I love doing is just, you know, if you're feeling defeated by something, if you're afraid of something and you notice the fear, just say it out loud, say, oh, I'm afraid of this. Like get that out of you, get that out of you instead of it just like vibrating in your mind and just being overwhelmed by fear. Because when I hear myself say out loud, oh, I'm scared right now. My first initial response is, Tell me more. I want to mm. know why you're scared, right? So I want people to get to a point where if they're scared, they're not telling themselves not to be scared, right? Mm. The, the, like the proper response, the emotionally intelligent response to when someone says, I'm afraid isn't, well, why are you, or or stop being scared, right? Like mm -hmm. I, if you say to me, boss me, I'm afraid, I'll be like, well, stop being scared. I would never say that to you. <laughs> I'd say, tell me more. Mm -hmm. What's going on with you? We need to do that with ourselves and we can. So fear, celebration, overwhelm. Think about when you really just want to be able to talk to somebody. Like mm -hmm. when I'm scared, I want to talk to somebody. When I'm feeling really good, I want to talk to somebody. I want to like, anytime I get my hair done, I'm like, I need to be out and be seen <laughs> right now, you know? <laughs> so, and then, and then the third thing is, you know, if you're just wanting to do like a personal check-in with yourself, you know? So those are just a few scenarios that come to mind. Yeah. And it's super easy to get started in that way too. Also, I should just say this. I'm like slightly hypomanic and I took B12 this morning. So I have, <laughs> I have so much energy running through me right now. And so I'm really glad that I've I been able it. to offer it here on the podcast. I'm like, I am talking a mile a minute. So let me just say that. <laughs> it's so good though. It's so good. Thank and it's, it's such a great topic uh, and perfect for everyone listening. Like, you know, I'm all about self-love, self-mastery, like really learning how to navigate your inner world. Because when we do that, like everything else on the external just feels better, flows better. You know, we're not stuck in this cycles and loops and stories as much. And so this is just such a great topic and a cool and fun way of, yeah. you know, just being your best friend and your biggest hype girl. I, I also want to say how you can do this with friends. Okay. So I offer these sessions called role play out, role play out loud. So I help people role play, but here's how anyone listening to this, or if you guys decide to do a book club, by the way, I do have a book club in June, which is one of the gifts that you get when you pre-order, but here's how you can do it with a girlfriend. So Stephanie, let's just say you and I were to role play together. Um, and you're channeling a part of you and I'm channeling a part of you. So here's what I'm saying. Mm. Let's say you're afraid 
Okay, let's say you have a friend that you um, need to have a conversation with and you're afraid of her. Let's just say you're like, oh, she's really intimidating. I'm afraid to have this conversation with her. <laughs> but I, you know, um, her energy is just like, oh my God, I just need someone to like figure out what I'm going to say to her. You know? So funny. You're literally channeling me right now because that's actually a thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did not know. I swear. But like, no. So here's what we would do. Here's how you can do this with a friend, you guys. So Stephanie, you would be you. You would give me a little bit of context about this friend that mm. you're a little nervous about, right? And then I, because I'm excellent at channeling different parts of me, I'm like, okay, I can embody her. I'm also an actor, by the way, y'all. This is why this is so, I can just shape shift between different mm -hmm. parts of me. Like, who is the real me? I don't know. But <laughs> you tell me about this girl, your friend, and you give me some background about her. Give me the context of the situation. Then I'm going to be her. I'm going to be her. I'm not Vasavi anymore. And then we start to have a dialogue. You'll you'll tell me what you want to say. I'll push back. I'll be this girl back. I'll be your worst nightmare basically in front of you. But mm. you are now having to confront it, but it's safer because it's not her. It's me. You're just confronting the energy of that person. Mm. So you do it in a safe space like this. And the reason why role-playing is such a important thing to do as well, because you know, if you haven't had a difficult conversation with somebody and you're afraid to have it, it's good to actually hear what you want to say ahead of time. Yeah. I actually did this with a friend not that long ago, like where I was, I needed to have a conversation with a different person. And I was like, Hey, can you just sit in my, in my, in my room with me? And just like, I, let me just do this. Yeah. And it was so helpful. Yeah. And I would, and, and if you had, and she was with you basically while you had that conversation, I would do an added step is role play it out loud mm -hmm. with her because here's the thing. Oh my God. Because you remember like when I would go to these coaching seminars and they'd be like, say how much money you want to make. And I would say, I was like 28 newbie coach, newbie therapist as well. And I'd be like, I want to make a million dollars. Like I was saying it, but my body didn't believe it. My mm. body did not believe the vibration. So for us, I think, no, not for us, but for, for, so for people who are not used to speaking up for themselves, standing up to themselves, to those bullies, to that, to those, the cold energy, people who are just kind of really rigid, you need practice and saying it out loud. So when you are confronted with this person, you would have already had the practice saying what you need to say. you you know, your voice isn't going to quiver. You're not going to be all nervous saying it because you would have practiced speaking it and your body gets used to the vibration. It doesn't feel anxious anymore. You're like, I can say this to you. I have no problem. I've been called a bitch three times by a few men this past week because I've been standing up for myself. And old Vasavi wouldn't have been able to handle that, being called a bitch by a man, because mm. it's like, I don't want a man to think I'm bitchy. But because I have been practicing really standing up for myself in all areas of my life, my body isn't like, whoa, what's this coming out of your mouth? Like we are in alignment. Like, so it's like, you can actually practice using your voice with another friend, role-playing it, have them act out who that person is. So your mind, your body, and your words and the vibration all feel in sync. And then you don't feel like, oh, this is new for me. You're like, mm -hmm. no, this is, this is not my first rodeo feeling this way and speaking it out loud. So I'm glad you get that. Yeah. Yeah. And then and it's been, it's stepped up my communication skills for sure. All of the yeah. stuff that you're talking about. And one of the big things for me, a uh, struggle has been communicating period, like speaking, you know, my truth, boundaries, all that. Okay. And yeah, I mean, you really do set yourself free when you learn how to communicate in, in a more effective way. Yeah. And, and what we as women do, especially, especially if you're a recovering people pleaser, we will water it down. We will preface it. We will walk on eggshells and add a little padding because we don't want to upset the other person or we don't want them to take it the wrong way. And it's like, life is way too fucking short for that. I don't mm -hmm. have time to give you the intro to my main body and then get to a conclusion. I'm trying to just say what I need to say, obviously with respect, right? None of this is, I'm just going to attack you with my words. But I think as women, especially, we have been trained to package and water ourselves down so as to alleviate any pain for our counterpart. And I'm just saying we get to be clear and direct and mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be dramatic. And if someone wants to think that you're a bitch because you're clear and direct, if you being a bitch is equivalent to you being clear and direct, or if you being clear and direct is equivalent to you being a bitch, then so be it. I'm a bitch. Mm -hmm. yeah. So be it.
Take okay. it or leave it. <laughs> you don't know me then. You obviously don't know me. If you think mm -hmm. clear and direct is me being bitchy, you obviously do not know me. So, okay, make up your mind about me. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. The people who know me, know me. And more than that, Stephanie, I know me. And that's what I really want people to see is that when you use your voice, you tap into a knowing, a deeper knowing about yourself that has been split off from you from a young age. And you can come back to that and you can live from that and you can be anchored in that and you can speak from that. And life becomes simpler. Oh, love it so much. That's such, such powerful words. Thank you so much for sharing all of this, Vasavi. So when does your, where can people get your book? Yeah, absolutely. Tell us Thank all you. the details. Yes, all the details. So book is available everywhere. I signed with New World Library. And so we have great distribution. So I'm everywhere, but I would like everyone to go to sayitoutloudbook.com. You can choose from any of the retailers. You can also buy books in bulk. If you are a coach listening to this, you have a mastermind, a community, and you know your clients need help with self-talk. This is a really great curriculum for them. So you don't have to be the one helping them because I wrote a book mm -hmm. about it. So on my um, sayitoutloudbook.com, you can... Uh, there's a, a logo called porch light. That's for anyone who wants to buy it in bulk and you get a discount. But cool. the cool thing is when you pre-order my book on that same page, you can enter your order number and you'll get access to a few of my meditations, uh, a say it out loud mini course, which actually starts to get you in the habit of noticing and speaking out loud um, to yourself. And then the most exciting thing, Stephanie, is that in June, uh, across four sessions in June, Anyone who pre-orders, we're going to be doing um, a virtual book club in June where I'm going to be walking through it with cool. everybody, all my readers. So say it out loud, Also, I'm on Instagram. And so if you're listening to this episode and you loved our conversation, make sure you tag Stephanie at the spiritual boss, babe, mm -hmm. the spiritual boss, babe. Yep. And my name is Vasavi. Use the hashtag, say it out loud. Let us know that you love this episode and pre-ordered the book. So thank Yay. you so much. Sweet. Yeah. I will leave all of that in the show notes as well. And you said your Instagram is my name is Vasavi. Yes. Cool. Yep. And I'll, I'll leave all of those links. Make sure you all grab a copy of say it out loud and tag Vasavi when you're reading it and when you're checking okay. it out. This was such a powerful conversation. I'm so excited for you. And I can't wait to come to your book launch party too. <laughs> Not one, but we got two going, baby. So oh, yeah, shit. I can't wait to see you in person. You'll get the link and everything that I'll, I'll send you the invitation link. Yeah, this has been a great conversation. And I just love how unbothered you were by this whole conversation. You were like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think this is weird. You were just <laughs> like, this is normal. So like, I just want to say it does feel very affirming for me mm. when and I respect you so much and who you are as a person and how you consistently put different parts of you out there on social media, which is really the final frontier. So yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm just very confident and um, happy to know you. So thank mm, you. Thank you so much. The feeling is mutual. This is thank beautiful. You. Thank you. Thank you. Bye everybody. Mm -hmm.